Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for being here for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Got another great show planned for you today. Just before we jump into the show, I just want to talk about spring real quick because spring is here, birds are chirping, and I kind of feel like when spring arrives, I feel like we've got through another winter. <laughs> kind of like we, I don't know if we're going to. I don't know if winter is ever going to end. At least that's how it is up here in Canada. It's almost scary because no one really wants to put their shovels away or do spring any kind of spring cleaning because we have such sporadic weather up here. We never know when spring is actually over. We can get snow in the middle of the summer, if you could imagine. But anyways, the birds are chirping. There's activities going on outside, which is cool. It's nice to see kids playing in the neighborhood. And it just it makes things so much easier. You have a new outlook on life and the day. And when the sun's shining, you're feeling good. You want to get up earlier. You want to get outside and be active. At least that's how I am. But I feel like we've turned the corner and there's a good opportunity. I'm being optimistic here that old man winter is gone and he's staying away and summer's coming right after spring. So I'm looking forward to that. So I want to shout out to my friend, Penny Farley. She's doing some training at Gym Nana Fitness. And Penny, Penny's a good friend of mine. We've been friends for years. I actually started, she was one of my first clients. She kind of started into her health journey and I was training her for a little bit. I think we laughed more than we trained, but, <laughs> but Penny's doing her own thing. She's doing all kinds of things in the fitness world. She started her own fitness classes and she's doing her thing right here in Didsbury. So check out Jim Nana Fitness if you're looking for more information on Penny. All right, before we jump into the show, I would just want a quick word from our sponsor, MAK Mystic Expressions. Now, this is a Himalayan salt company. This is pink salt. So when you're looking to go purchase your salt, you want to find pink salt, not white, refined non-nutrient mineral salt. <laughs> Look for pink salt. This is a Himalayan salt company. So they have all kinds of different things. My personal favorite is salt lamps. So this salt lamps, I have a couple in each room. They have USB lamps that you can plug into your computer. It actually changes the ions in the atmosphere of your of your room, of your house, of wherever you're sleeping, wherever you're, you know, I really think that the salt lamps play a major role in my sleep because it just calms the room. And then I use Himalayan salt in my neti pot every morning. That's how it helps clear out my nasal passages and kind of wakes me up, makes me feel good to get the day started right. But they have salt cutting boards, salt lamps, salt shakers. They have salt, salt heat bags, if you can imagine. All kinds of different things at MAK Mystic Expressions. If you want more details, head over to makmystics.com. So today I want to talk about how we treat others because it's apparent to me how we treat our loved ones, how we treat strangers, how we treat our pets, if you could imagine. But sometimes we just take out frustrations. I kind of feel like in the wrong places. So today this show is all going to be about how we treat others. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. Bye. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. I've been thinking about why we treat our loved ones worse than perfect strangers. So now, <laughs> I don't mean be mean to strangers. All I'm saying is more times than not, it seems like we take out our frustrations on our loved ones or when we're in a bad mood, it gets directed at those we care about most, which is entirely odd to me. And I don't want that to sound hypocritical because I'm in the same boat. If I'm frustrated, I'll be 
upset at someone who's closest to me or near, <laughs> maybe nearest to me. But I do my best to control my emotions. And I think that many of us could do a better job of that. You hear people yelling or, or snapping at people or whatever it is, whether it's at soccer practice for the kids or it's your boss in the office. It's kind of the same kind of difference where you're raising our voice and we're yelling and we're not controlling our emotions and treating people like people. Most of us would be polite and respectful to a perfect stranger. But then when it comes to our loved ones, we seem to take our frustrations out on them. So if you're having a bad day, it doesn't matter what it is. Maybe your boss yelled at you, a customer treated you badly, or maybe a service you felt ripped you off, put you in a bad mood. So who do we take it out on when we get home? Who's punished for the bad day that we're having? Those that we love most. And it's you know so odd to me. We have our spouse, we have friends, we have our we have our pet, and it, it kind of sounds funny, but we do it all the time. And I'm a dog lover. I'm an animal lover, but you know a dog will always be loyal to you. It will always love you, and it doesn't matter how mean you are to it or what you do do it. It's always excited. That's why I love dogs so much because it doesn't matter when it is. They're excited to see you because they love you. And then if we have frustrations, we <laughs> yell at our pet or animal, and it sounds ridiculous to talk about or say it out loud. But that's what we do. We do it all the time. And whatever issues that we're having in our day, we take it out on our loved ones. And if you're a dog lover or an animal lover, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Your dog or animal isn't a pet. <laughs> it's your family member. Something that I read from one of my favorite books from way back when I started to jump into the self-help kind of realm is Eckhart Tolle's Living in the Now. And something that always kind of resonates with me is when I'm upset at something, he would say that you're never upset in that moment. Whatever you're upset at, it's rarely that moment. It's what happened in the past. So it could be last week or it could be yesterday. It could be in the morning. But whatever you're angry at, at in, during that moment, whether you're yelling or frustrated or in tears because things aren't working out, whatever it is, it's rarely what's going on during that moment. Everything right now is just fine. But the things in the past that we worry about that disrupt our lives, that's what we're really upset about. So that's something to consider when we're really upset in that moment. Maybe we could take a step back or step outside the situation and see if we're really upset at that person or that situation or whatever, whatever's going on. You know, the way we talk to our, our children these days, and I'm not saying it's everyone, of course, but the way we talk to our kids is shocking to me. And I, you know, the other day I was driving by the neighborhood, I was driving by slower because there were kids playing around the area. And this woman grabbed her kid by the arm. She put her face three inches from child's face. <laughs> she, she was using words I wouldn't use to someone I highly dislike. Actually, I would probably never use those words, but it was just shocking to me. And I don't, you know, I don't want to judge and I don't know what the child did, but I don't know if anyone learns from that situation. If you're yelling and screaming at someone, first of all, I say this all the time, but there's age doesn't define a maturity level first of all. And second of all, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference between a child throwing a temper tantrum or an adult throwing a temper tantrum when they're upset at their child. It goes back and forth the same way. So by using those words to loved ones, especially our youth, I mean, what are we teaching our youth by doing that or by not communicating well in that manner? It seems like we're setting the wrong type of example. I don't want to use the word wrong, but I suppose I just did. But just think about that for a second. Your child is at some point, they're going to yell back at you because you've taught them how to yell. And then they're going to yell at their friends and they're going to yell at their children. It's just a crazy, vicious circle of yelling. <laughs> and I don't know if that's the best form of communication. So it's no different than when I was playing, you know, moving up the ranks, playing sports. You had coaches that yelled and other coaches that didn't. 
And to me, it was almost like there was a communication barrier or there, there was a, there's a bridge that, a gap that needs to be bridged. And unfortunately, it seemed like there was no other way to communicate from a coach to an athlete. I don't want I'm to say a coach is a coach because I had great coaches that didn't yell, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But these coaches want to show their power on their athletes. They want to intimidate the kids or whatever. They could be grown adults. They want to intimidate them. They want to get their point across. And that's the only way that they can get their point across is to yell and scream and throw their own temper tantrum. It's very hard for me to understand this whole yelling concept. And, and when I said a loss of communication, I thought about, do you know, have you ever been in a, another country and <laughs> someone's, it's, someone, they speak a different language than you. So you're trying to get your, you're trying to communicate with them. You're trying to get a response from them, whether it's directions or where to buy food and you talk, you talk slower and louder <laughs> in your same language and you think that that's going to help them understand a different language. <laughs> and I'm sure I've done this. I've traveled around the world and back and I'm sure I've done this, but it's quite hilarious when I think about it because it's still different words. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. So to me, it's the same thing as if you're talking to someone, like whether it's a child, whether it's an athlete, whether you're a coach or a parent or a teacher, whatever it is, if you're talking to a child, and they're not listening to you or you're not understanding you. So you raise your voice and you talk angrily and meanly to them. And do you think they're going to listen more? I don't know. Maybe they will for that moment. But I think there's going to come a time when they stop listening, when they think that when yelling is going to become like talking. What really gets me is how coaches try to embarrass their players. And it, it doesn't make any sense to me. If you want a player to perform well for you, why are you trying to embarrass them? Don't you, wouldn't you want to lift them up and make them feel better and give them confidence? If they're not doing what they tell you to do, then tell them again, or you can maybe punish them. I don't know, make them run. <laughs> coaches make, used to make us run all the time, which is why I still dislike running because... At an internal level, I feel like it's always a punishment. I'm just not a runner. It's not ingrained in me. And it was a, always used as a punishment, but even better coaches that wouldn't yell, it would be a go, you know, start running laps. <laughs> that's, that's what we'd have to do. But still, I can understand that type of punishment or not playing as opposed to yelling. That, you know, that's something else. If you, if you didn't do what you're told, if you didn't put in 100% effort of whatever you're doing, if you didn't do it, you didn't play. <laughs> How about that? There's, there's no yelling involved. You just don't play. And if you know anything about athletes or if you, ever, if you are an athlete, ever were an athlete, that's all you want to do was play. You just want to play. So if you take something away, that they love dearly, then they're going to start listening to you without yelling. But when I was talking about when coaches yell at their players, then they, they try to embarrass their players. I, our, I had coaches that did this all the time at lower levels. And they would embarrass their players, but to me, they embarrass themselves more than the player. So just think about a play. We had a coach that would walk in the middle of the field during the game <laughs> and yell at one of his players. It was crazy. And uh, <laughs> to me, it's more like the grown-up is throwing a temper tantrum. And the grown-up is embarrassing themselves more than the player or athlete or whoever they're trying to get at or whatever they're doing. So, and, and uh, you know, I don't have a big issue around yelling. I have an issue about understanding about how to get your point across. I think there could be a time for yelling. I yell in celebration. <laughs> That's a little different than yelling in anger, but I could even see at times Maybe raising your voice could get a point across, maybe in a difficult situation or an intense situation in a game for an athlete. 
during the, the middle of school, nah, I don't know about that. During the middle of a playground where you're trying to play in the park, I don't know about that. But of course, this is only my opinion. And I'm sure not everyone's going to agree with what I'm saying. And I'm sure people are going to be thinking, I don't know what I'm talking about. But this is just my perspective. And I want to give you a different angle on how to talk to, you know, how we are in society, how we talk to our boss, how do we talk to our kids, athletes, how we talk to our coworkers. And it seems like there's a whole lot of anger going around on on just communication. It seems like we lack communication on many different levels. So that's why this is what we're talking about today. The higher I got up in ranks, the better the coaches became and the less yelling there was. So, and then we have, you know, I don't want to point anyone out, but we have younger, I don't know what, what it is like little league. I don't know. I would hope little league coaches aren't yelling at their kids, but <laughs> then you have junior high, high school, whatever, college. And then, but then you, you keep get going up the ranks and the coaches get better and there's less yelling. And I believe that's because they demand respect and demanding respect. It, it could be whoever you are, whatever it could, like I said, it could be a teacher. It could be a parent. It could be a coach. If you demand respect, there's no need to raise your voice. There's no need to talk harshly. There's no need Need to be mean, and when I and I don't always mean just yelling. I, I'm using that in the athletic world because it seems like coaches just feel like they need to yell at everyone and everything. <laughs> if they're having a bad day, stay out of the way. So, but when you when you present a, a form of respect yourself, and I'm thinking of other coaches and other. I guess higher level people and more respectful business people that I'm that I'm thinking of right now that it's in my mind. These people they carry themselves with respect. They carry themselves with confidence. They use positive words and they acted a certain way that kind of brought out that respect in you. And so if you want that respect, if you want people to listen to you, if you want your child to pay attention, I mean, it's an aura. It's overall the way you treat yourself, the way you treat others, and it's who you are. So I'm thinking about this coach right now. I had this one coach, probably the best coach I ever had, and he had these eyes that could turn a person to stone. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But maybe. Anyways, well, I know I never heard him raise his voice. And to be honest with you, I don't know if he ever punished us. When I really think about it, I was thinking about different examples in my life. And I can't remember a time where he actually punished us. But we listened to exactly what he said when he said it. There's no questions asked. He said, he never raised his voice. He just said, this is what we're going to do. And we did it. He wasn't a, a soft guy that you just wanted to be friends with. He was a hard man and he had a, a hard external shell and you couldn't get close to him. You'd be lucky to crack a joke around him. <laughs> but I just remember this one time he said, get out on the field. And then we, we weren't really paying attention. We didn't know he was talking to us because he didn't really raise his voice. He just said, get out on the field. And everyone kind of like looked at, looked at each other trying to figure out if he was talking to us and then he stood up and he looked at us <laughs> and that was the fastest I ever got on the field and it was crazy he's a crazy man <laughs> but that's just what I'm talking about on how you demand respect. he demanded respect and there was no room for equivocation if you will there was no negotiating what he said you did and that was how he carried himself that's the way he always was it wasn't an act it wasn't pretending he respected his athletes he respected other coaches he respected the umpires that's how he carried himself so he expected that in return and he demanded that respect because that's what he got we're going to take a short commercial break but when we come back i got some more tips or suggestions on talking about communicating and talking and how we're treating others so stay right there be right back on exploring mind and body 
exploring mind and body with True Forms, True Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Didsbury, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart, working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, True Tadia, or to find out how you can become a sponsor, visit exploringmindandbody.com. All right, welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. My next tip here is, this is an example when I was sitting in a meeting. This was actually in that meeting when I talked about, there's a doctor and there were some nurses and it was the medical system that we were all talking about how to prevent. And someone you know, spoke up and he said, and we, we were talking about working together and communicating and he owns his own business. And he said, we treat people how you want to be treated. I think that was not only expected, but kind of demanded in his business. And, and I just thought, for a second, I said, treat people how you want to be treated. And I'm sure most of us have heard this before. I'd imagine most of us have used it before on some level. But it, it, those words were powerful to me because I haven't heard them for quite a while and because it means so much. And I think so, so many times the way we talk at other people, we don't talk to them, we talk at them. And many times, you know, it's, it's, that's hard for me to deal with actually. When someone talks at you and they're not listening to, they don't, they're not interested in listening to anything you have to say and they're just interested in telling you you know, what to do <laughs> or how to do it. You know, when someone talks at you, it's entirely different than talking to you. And when you communicate, when you're communicating, it goes back and forth. There's a two-way door that opens up back and forth. You're talking, you're listening, they're listening, you're talking. I think there's a whole lot of issues around listening. So many people, like if you look on any website or any search engine that and type in, how to listen, <laughs> you'll, you'll find a whole lot of more information on how, how to talk, how to give speeches and presentations, but not how to listen, which is entirely odd to me because if you're not sure how to listen or if you're going to a presentation or if you need to listen to your boss or whoever it is and you can hear them, but you're not listening, there's a difference between that too. Many people hear a whole lot of things, but they don't listen. So when someone's talking at you, <laughs> I don't really know if they know what it's like. If you're talking at someone, I think it's really difficult to have a conversation by not listening or not having an open door, or not being able to actually communicate properly. So when I say treat other people how you'd like to be treated, I'd imagine those people that talk at you, they would want to be treated a little differently. They wouldn't want people to talk at them. In fact, I'd imagine if there's someone that talked at them, they wouldn't know what to do because they're so used to talking at other people. But just think about that for a second. Think about how you treat your spouse, how you treat your pet, how you treat your boss or how you treat your employees, whatever it is. Do you treat them how you want to be treated? Because I think a lot of times that's not the case. We don't actually treat other people that way. We just expect things or demand things just like coaches or parents or whoever it is. We don't give that respect and we think we deserve it just because of our situation. Situation. So I've had plenty of coaches. I've had horrible coaches. I'd have incredible, incredible coaches and the co the great coaches would give respect and the not so good coaches wouldn't give any and they would wonder why they never got respect. So if that comes up with how you, how you treat yourself, how you treat others and being treated the way you want to be treated, I think that has a lot to do with how you carry yourself and the words you use. And when I speak talking about the words you use, I mean, have we ever thought about the words we use? The words we use have a whole lot to do with who we are. So if we think we're a terrible person, I'm talking about in our mind now, these are our own toxic thoughts in our mind. If you think you're a terrible person, if you are always putting yourself down, you'll have low confidence internally, which will show out externally. 
So if you're always talking to yourself, if you think you're overweight, if you think you're miserable, if you're saying these things to yourself, I've never sleep well, I'm not gonna sleep tonight, then you're not gonna sleep. Those are words that we use to ourselves, but think about the words we use to other people as well. Think about abuse, for example. So I don't believe there's any difference between verbal abuse, emotional abuse, and physical abuse. They don't all, all harm on the same level. Of course, physical abuse harms both physically and internally, but a lot of people will never get rid of that. But that's the same as emotional abuse from verbal abuse. It's all the same. So if you're abusing someone verbally, if someone comes home from work and you tell them what a horrible person they are, that's abuse. And it's no different than physical abuse. Just because you're not touching them, you're still hurting them. So that there's no, and if you're in one of those relationships and you think that it's not that bad, you couldn't be more incorrect because we carry that around for the rest of our lives. And some of us know what I'm talking about from childhood. We may have a parent, we may have a loved one. It could have been a coach. It could have been a teacher. It could have been someone at a very young age that told us something that we believe today. And that's why I talk about releasing emotions and releasing stress and writing and talking or whatever it is and how medicinal it can be to release those internal emotions because we can hold on to emotions from our childhood for our entire lives. And the fact is, most of us do. We hold on to those emotions forever and that becomes who we are. And we have no idea just because it happened so long ago. So I'm no relationship specialist, <laughs> but I'm gonna talk about the divorce rate real quick. So I checked up Stats Canada here. It said 40% of Canadians get divorced. Huffington Post for the US, 50%. And I think those are low. I know I have other listeners on podcasts from around the world and I hope, I'd imagine these are close. I think they're low, but I'd imagine they're similar around the world. It seems like there's far more people getting divorced than staying together. So that's why I said those are low. And I bring up relationship because I just want to think you to think about for a second how you talk to your spouse when they come home. You know, when, he, when I, like I want to bring back to the dog thing because we have Max that is at home. And when, when, he, we come, when I come home, he's always excited, always excited. So, but when do you come home? Do you get excited to, to see your spouse? <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but are you excited to see your kids? Some people are more miserable when other family members come home or when they come home, they, they dread coming home. They don't want to come home. And I think that has a lot to do with the way we treat each other, the words we talk, the words we use, how we say things. And it's all a giant circle that all connects. It all adds up. You know, if you want to be in a loving relationship, if you want a successful relationship and be together and have a loving family and children and all that, we have to pay attention to how we're treating one another because I want to go back to how we talk about treating perfect strangers. Some of us would never disrespect a, tr uh, a stranger. I'm not, and again, I'm not saying you should, but some of us would never talk angry to them, mean, we'd never snap. Some of us only yell at home or we only talk, use certain words. I don't, we wouldn't even talk to our coworkers a certain way but when we get home we talk to our friends and family like that i'm just trying to bring it up so that you know that has a lot to do with the divorce rate it has a lot to do with our relationships and it doesn't matter if it's with your children or if it's with your spouse so just paying attention to how we're treating others and what it's like to talk with your family members all right so we're going to take a short break here before our last segment and this is going to be for our sponsor fitness matters and they have a product called move ball that's not just a move ball so jamie d marshall was on the show that was show number 170 she talked about designing a fitness program fantastic show i'd highly recommend checking that one out we actually have anita parker booked on to come up soon in the next couple of shows so you want to check that out well anita designed the move ball she's teamed up with jamie d what this move ball is it's like a medicine ball with handles so like i said it's not just a product you get an entire transform kit we're doing a 10-day vegan detox challenge right now and i've done a detoxify yourself as a 30-day challenge so they got their own 30-day challenge and i love little challenges it gets people inspired and motivated so certainly want to check out what they got going on here but this includes the 30-day challenge it includes the skipping rope the core ball it even includes a workout guide
guide and a daily logbook. So it's a whole package. It's everything you need. So you can take this little kit with you, a move ball. I actually take it to my I take the move ball to the gym myself with the skipping rope. And I you just go to the gym with my clients. And there's so many different activities. There's so many different exercises. What's great about what these ladies have going on is they have all kinds of videos and pictures and I want to say recipes, but you got everything you need in their booklet. And then you can go to their website, which is fitnessmattersblog.com. And it's continually updated with more videos and more tips and more ways to live healthier. They lead by example. And they're certainly a staple in their communities doing good things to improve lives. So you want to check them out at fitnessmattersblog.com. All right, so in this last segment of how we treat others, I want to talk about showing appreciation because I'm not sure that we show appreciation throughout the day. So what you know, what if we were to tell our employees how much we appreciate them? What if you told your coworker how much you appreciate what they did? And I'm not saying you don't. <laughs> I'm just saying I think we could do a better job of showing appreciation. I work at Kids Matter Daycare here in Olds, and once a week I, I work out with the kids. I train the kids. I ask them questions. We talk about nutrition. I talk about what they want to be in life. And I did a little poll this week on my Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash trueformlife. And I just asked the kids what they want to be when they grow up. And I got all kinds of different answers. I thought it was cool. Like, I want to be a monster truck driver. One kid said, I want to get bigger. <laughs> a couple of kids said, one said they want to take care of kids when they get older. Another said they want to take care of horses. You know what was what I thought was cool or the most amazing thing from the kids is no one said I want to be a millionaire. No one said I wanted a billion dollars or a big house or a fancy car. It was Most of it was to be with their friends or family or to be caring in some way. That, that was super cool. But you know, this was, this is one of my favorite times of the week to go spend some time with kids. Cause it doesn't matter what's going on during the week. Doesn't matter for that hour that I spend with them. Only matters that what toy they're going to play with, what game we're going to play next or who's playing with who, or if they can catch me while we're running around. So kids matter daycare, they presented me with a little cart that said, thank you for coming in. I made some healthy snacks one time and we talked about nutrition and they just thanked me for that. And it changed my entire day just because I believe most times that we don't, we aren't appreciate. Everyone wants to feel appreciated for what they're doing. Everyone on some level. And it just felt so nice. And I think that we could do that more often for others. I mean, sent, have you ever sent a thank you card to a business for good service? It'll change their day. It changes mine. <laughs> I don't get them often, but I send them often. But it makes me feel good to send them too. Sometimes I send a gift <laughs> and I don't hear back from anyone, which is fine. I understand that's, that's not why I give the gift. But if you were just to say thank you for that gift, it would make a world of difference to whoever went out of their way to you know, give that gift or put in the effort to say thank you for, for whatever you did, whether it's a card or whether it's a gift or, or whatever, whatever it is. The words thank you have a higher vibration than most of the words we use. Just say it. If you say it, you're going to feel good. If you say it to your friend or to your pet, <laughs> maybe your pet, but if you say the words, just say it and you're, you'll feel better. That means that it has higher vibration and everything has a vibration, just at different levels. You know what? Karen Cohen came on the show and she talked about emotional eating. And she was the first, and I've been on air going on, this is going to be our fourth year now. And she wrote her publicist to thank you for setting me up with her and talked about uh, how great I was or how pleasant I was on air. And then she wrote me a thank you. And that was the first time anyone had written me a thank you. And it changed my, it changed my day. It changed my I don't want to change my life, but it made me feel better. It made me give me more confidence behind the mic. It just changed everything by one simple note. And you could change someone else's life. I have a label girl for my labels for Complete Truth Protein. And they, they did a fantastic job. They did a great job. They always get back to me. They sent out the order right away. So I sent a note and I said, you know, I just said, thank you for your service. Thanks for everything that you do. And so the, the girl that I work with, she called me and she told me the story. She said, my boss called me in my, the office and she thought she was in trouble. So she showed her the note 
And I think the boss said, I don't know if we've ever had a note before like this. And then she went out and showed her coworker and her coworker said, I've been working here 25 years and I've never received a note. And I think it's a great story, but I also think it's kind of sad because you know, if someone does good work, why don't we appreciate them? Why don't we treat them better? We're the first ones to speak up. And I, I feel this all the time. If I say something and someone doesn't enjoy it <laughs> and it, you know, it happened recently on a podcast, it happens on social media more often than I like. But if I, I'll say something because my mindset is different than most, I'll say something and someone will may, and then someone may not agree with what I have to say and they'll never comment or like or say anything positive. But if there's something they disagree on, they're the first ones to speak up. And I just think that it should be the opposite. I think we should appreciate others for what they're doing and we should show appreciation just because it makes such a big impact on our lives and on other people's lives. And we can make the world a better place by a simple thank you note. So that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. I hope you enjoyed that show. Those were just my thoughts of how we treat others. And I think we could all do a better job of treating others, you know, in a better manner, more politely. We could we could treat our pets. We could treat our friends. We could treat our family. We could have stronger relationships. We could have more confidence. We could have more respect if we give it. Just a quick word from our sponsor, Rainy Days Midi Spa. These guys are located right here in Sylvan Lake. Brand new website, brand new ownership. And they have all kinds of packages. They have your conventional spa packages. They even have skin solutions for men. I know this is kind of a big issue that men don't want to talk about, but they have waxing and makeup and massage. And then they get into more holistic, natural approaches of reggae, reflexology, spiritual body care rituals. And then of course, you may have heard before, one of my favorite things I love to support the environment, Mother Earth, our home, the only one we have, <laughs> is that they're connected with the green factor. So every time you purchase a retail product, they plan to train a developing country. So I think that's super cool. But anyways, if you want to check these guys out, again, that's rainydaysmedispa.com and they can be reached at 403-887-0660. I do have a weekly newsletter. If you'd like to join our True Form Life community, head over to trueformlife.com. On the bottom footer there, there'll be a place for you to enter your email address. So I send out these radio shows each Monday morning. I have recipes, videos, tips, all to help you live a healthier lifestyle. I'd love for you to be a part of our True Form Life community and continue to subscribe there. Uh, that's all I got. I just want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of Exploring Mind and Body and for checking out the shows each week for all your downloads and shares and everything you're doing to help the show progress forward. I so much appreciate that. I want to thank Jameson Brown for edits. And if you're on listening on air, check out Troy's 104 morning show. He's got me on there most mornings. I'm doing some health tips. So check us out there if you get a chance. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.